Well, hello. Once again, you have found a Texas Team Punk Connection. Broadcasting to you throughout the multiverse, Steamverse, from our various bunkers and airships. With me, as always, is Fax, Gentleman Adventurer. Hello, hello. <laughs> with me is Jack from Steam Chest. Hello. <laughs> and we have with us today, Master Blue Stocking from <laughs> Steam Punk Dollhouse Podcast. So once again, we are here to talk, oh, probably about steampunk, most likely, because that's what this is about. Thank you for listening to the Texas Steampunk Connection. Hey, hello, everybody, especially yes. Rita, who has already tuned in. Uh, and Lawrence, uh, we, are, we are into October. Yes, we and, are. And uh, it's Tuesday, and that is the day we talk about steampunk. steampunk. Yay! Welcome back, Bootstocking. I'm <laughs> glad you were able to make it. Uh, last uh, episode, you were feeling ill. Migraine, weather changes, but you know it happens. It's all good. I so honestly, I wanted to say I'm still so glad that you made that intro, Thax. That always makes me smile every time that comes on. So, um, oh, you mean the one with the music from Zapsplat.com? <laughs> yes, well, Zapsplat.com offers us. <laughs> Free use of their music and sound effects, and they've got such a library. As long as Facebook and YouTube allow it. <clears throat> At your major retailers now. <laughs> uh, this week, I'm feeling a little sick. Uh, I, I'm just congested. I don't feel bad, but I sound kind of nasty. So uh, I'll be yeah. using my mute button a lot. And also, my Google Fiber is not up to snuff. And if I get dropped, that's why. <laughs> is your Google Fiber ever working the way it's supposed to work? No, no. It's been a big disappointment on my side. Oh, I mean, oh well. Okay, so as much as I hate AT and AT and T, um, <laughs> their fiber is apparently magnificent. Um, I will never own them for self. Like I have them for my office phone because we use AT and T for the office. And I will admit that my Verizon phone, right next to each other, I'm getting better bars all the time. Now, obviously, I'm in a, in a metropolitan area. And there's a whole bunch of like exceptions to stuff about well that stuff. But just in general, maybe you should switch to AT and T. It's not that expensive, and I kind of hate to say it. I have FiOS, and it's fantastic. So the 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 thing that's keeping me from switching is just the process of switching. Mm -hmm. It's such a it's a pain, pain in the butt. Uh, and that's what they count on. I feel like I just feel stuck with what I got. That's the what they count on. I mean, it was yeah. the same when I sold insurance. It was the same way. They count on people just. Oh yeah, you gotta call and you gotta to tell people it. you're canceling. Yep. Yeah, I can cancel insurance easy. That's <laughs> oh no. You can actually do it almost <laughs> online these days, but they'll call you up saying, "Are you sure?" And I'm like, "Yeah, this you can beat this price." Yeah, I know because I had to make those phone calls, man. Yeah. But no, I mean, when I had Spectrum, we were we were leaving our literally leaving our apartment and going to a place that didn't have Spectrum, and it took me 15 minutes because the guy kept saying, "Well, what if I offer you this?" And I kept I was finally at the end. I'm like, "I need to cancel. I literally cannot use you. You were not." Yeah. Yeah, and my husband was just, Matt was just standing there like, what is happening? I'm like, you won't let me cancel. Yeah, I couldn't use them here, and I wouldn't have used them. I had them for, Spectrum is terrible. I had them, but they were a nightmare. Fios has been, That's good to hear. Yeah. But it's Taco Tuesday, International Taco Day today. <gasps> I didn't have tacos today. I, feel I, like I had a taco salad last night. Well, it's also National Vodka Day, if you prefer that. I did hear about that, but isn't every day Vodka Day? <laughs> We go to tacos. I don't know. I, I Whatever. That, I, I feel good. like there's a Russian joke in there somewhere. Surprise! It's <laughs> big vodka is creating holidays. <laughs> I'm okay with big vodka creating holidays. I just, I just hope big bourbon kicks in after that. Like, I am ready for big bourbon to have a holiday. Like, Hallmark, move over. Let's have bourbon day. Aren't we all? Speaking of which, what's everyone drinking tonight? <laughs> oh, Thax has got something. That's what I'm waiting for. Oh, okay, I'll go. I found this in my freezer. I don't even know where it came from. What? But the Dia de los Muertos Juicy Pale Ale. Perfectly on Tufts, time, too. Tufts Brewery, which is the guys who bring you uh, um, Full Grown Jack, Full Grown Nick. And I think I saw one recently, uh, uh, some pirate-style drink. Uh, full Grown Scallywag, which I have not oh. tried yet. Ooh, fancy! But uh, they, they're real good, so I'll see what what I have going here. So you have you not tried it yet? Nope. You know how I do. True. Don't yeah. try them until the show. I know how you roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Let's okay. see how delicious that looks. It's so, it's so fresh one. looking. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, I'm waiting for that I'm, one moment when his face curls up because he gets a surprise. <laughs> it tastes like urine. <laughs> it, it looks a little funny. It's unfiltered. Um, it's going to look just really? like it, what it does when it goes out. Foamy head. Smells good. I mean, it's a pale ale, so it's going to be a little hoppy. Yeah, it's good. It's it's not as good as their stouts in because I I much prefer their their thick dark stouts. And Austin is full oh, of breweries oh. that make pale ales or IPAs. So many IPAs, uh, but this is good. It's a nice balance. It's not over hopped. <clears throat> um, I don't know how juicy it is, but I'm good with it. That's good. You feel like a whole wine, a beer sommelier over here. <laughs> I, I'm a beer snob. Uh, I don't know how this happened, but uh, if you watch the show, you know already. Yeah. I'm a snooty little so-and-so. Steampunk <laughs> Connection, home of the beer snobs. We're going to talk about beer for the first 20 minutes, and then we'll move forward with steampunk or something. I don't know. This is kind of how we roll. Dax's new tagline is, it's not overhopped. <laughs> we hired a librarian to keep us on track. It's all good. Hey, there are beer libraries out there. I am fully for, for being a beer librarian. That sounds that, that sounds almost like, I, I, like the best of being a monk and drinking without actually having to completely conform to either side of religion. There you go. Beer is your beer. Is there anything... It- it makes everything easier there you go at least more tolerable growing your lawn more tolerable drunk probably not the best thing but more tolerable drunk all right jack what do you have on tap oh because i've run out of weird thing do you have well okay so today is a special day because i've basically decided you know i'm out of all my usual options so i pulled something from the very back of my uh, counter blew off the dust what is it with you two you know what the way i'm gonna link this is because Apparently, Ukraine's becoming part of Russia. Russia's becoming part of Ukraine. I don't know what's going on with all that. But in lieu of all that, I'm going to drink something that comes nearby because I don't actually have anything for Ukraine. But this is from Slovakia. So, you know, close enough. It's It's, it's no. got a Russian-sounding name. We're oh, gonna be no. Totally... Now we're going to get into a fight with someone. Oh, we're going to get the haters. Yep, the message It's, it's from that area of the world. It's close enough. It's yeah. it's part. It's part. All part of the the, the Soviet That's block. That's like saying Irish is the same as English. Uh, there was an episode that Jack referred to uh, Nikola Tesla as being a Russian. No, uh, no, no. Bring that up. Bring that up. Okay, that. Eastern European. We'll just go with that. So Jack, I've, what are you drinking? <laughs> it's called Tatra tea. Wait. Tatra. No. And, it is a vodka and <laughs> <laughs> herbal teas from the Tatra Mountains. Have you brought that before? Oh, yeah. Okay, I was going to say, flavors. I know that. Yeah, I know we've talked um, about this before. This is really hard to find, especially in Austin, because they're no longer importing it to the United yeah. States, which is really sad. The quick and dirty of the version of this, if you already heard this, is the story. My brother went and he was working for an oil company that was working with a Russian counterpart for right, programming the pump-off controller boxes that you attach to the side of a well, and it's, it, it's all really technical. I can go on for hours on that because I'm also trained in that. But um, he caught the flu when he was over there in Slovakia. And they don't have NyQuil over there. So they gave him a <laughs> bottle of this. And I will tell you, this is the best stuff ever. I'm going to use the word stuff because it's a better say word that for it. You caught that nice and quick. I'm, I'm, Thank you. I'm impressed um, with that. <laughs> it is 62% alcohol, or this one is. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't take no. this, 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 this doesn't take a whole lot. One shot and you're you're oh good. Two, and this one is blueberry, and they call it a bohemian tea liqueur. So if you're looking for things like this alternate, if you're you know can't find Tatra tea, that's that's the key words is bohemian tea liqueur. Okay, and um, yeah, strong original from the heart of the Tatra mountains. It is 124 percent or 124 proof, 62. Good lord. Yeah. Unleash the binding spirit of of content with the fusion of black tea and berries. Grasp the truth and capture the spirit of high art. You're going to be like All Homer right. Simpson in the desert. <laughs> the red coyote. <laughs> the red coyote, yeah. <laughs> no. So it comes from Karloff, and uh, they've been around since 2002. But this is actually some of the best stuff to mix in hot tea. This one's a blueberry. And it works very well in hot chocolate. Oh, it makes for the best hot chocolate ever because it gets creamy and it's a heavy blueberry flavor. And uh, no, it's it's fantastic. Um, Duly noted. If you can find this, it yeah. is like 20 bucks. It's just, it, it's not expensive. And it's the best stuff on the planet. I take this to conventions and I'll let people try it. 
And, you know, obviously in the hotel room, not actually at the convention because that's illegal and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Unless you're actually at like Steampunk November, which then they'll let you put it behind their de- their, uh, their bar. Um, by the way, stuff. they sell it at Total Wine. Yeah. So you can bring your own stuff. You can yeah. bring your own beer and whatever. And you just have to give it to the bartender well, to get back to you. Actually, I take that back. They could not find it at the Denton, Texas location, but I can get it in Gainesville, Florida for $35 if I want it. So. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I know it's 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 getting hard to find because there for a very long time there's only two places in the United States that have it and one was Las Vegas at a bar and one was New York in a bar and so every time my brother went over he'd buy two bottles buy, for every yeah. person that came on the airplane to bring back so he had like twelve bottles of this stuff and then it was like five years then he had to go back and he buy like twelve more bottles and then finally I found it here and I bought out eight bottles oh, oh so you're that guy. How much toilet paper did you buy when the pandemic hit? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I was not prepared as much for that. Um, but enough. Alrighty. Anyway, it tastes delicious. Let's try it again. It's been about a year since I've had this. Oh, no. It's still exceedingly strong. You're not going to just throw the whole thing back? <clears throat> this is too nice. This is a sippy thing. Right. This. Right. It comes from the other side of the planet. <laughs> I can't get it in the United States anymore. It's literally... A good word for this. Mm. Oh, it's it's hard to get. It's hard to come by. Blockaded. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just that apparently they just stopped shipping it here. Not well, often. you know, there's things going on over there that kind of. Well, this was before then. This was this was like before pandemic even. Oh. oh. When the pandemic hit, I was looking for as much of this as I could because getting Nyquil and anything that was like medicine was hard. So I'm like, fine, we'll go with hard liquor, sixty-two percent alcohol. Survive that COVID. So they're. <laughs> Put a little bleach in there, and you'll be good to go. Just dump my, just, just like lightly spritz my my mask with this stuff. <laughs> oh no! Wander around in a weird like. Just in a haze know. all day. But yeah, that's what I'm drinking. All right, sounds good. Well, I'll go drinking? next. Oh well, I mean it's me. So according to my cup, this might be poison, but um, <laughs> it's apothic it. red. It's it's that time of year. It's fall, so yeah. <laughs> Back to the apoth. Actually, this is the apothic dark. I don't know. It had a fancy special label, but <laughs> you know me. I like fancy, like it's you know from Europe, so it's good. So. I've tried some yeah. whites recently, and I've never tried any of those. Are they the any what? good? The apothic white. Apothic white. I yes. Um, they have just the generic white with the screw top which I actually use a lot in cooking that calls for white wine. No, it's good. Um, but they've started getting, they've started branching out. Yeah. There's like a, there's like apothic, I think Merlot now and apothic peanut. Yeah. They're instead of just the generic red blend and white blend, they're actually so I, but I haven't tried them because I don't like Merlot. Merlot is, makes me feel like bitter beer face. It's but got a lot like, of tannins, right? Yeah. I like red, but I like a red blend because it's a little, it's not Lambrusco. Is it so sweet that it'll kill me? And it's not Merlot. Yeah. Because <laughs> I like Lambrusco, but that's something I drink way too fast because it's so sweet and it's kind of fizzy. So, yeah. So I haven't tried the other. I've tried, like I said, I've tried the the different Apothic Dark and Crush and all those. And then the white one, um, but not the actual like Pinot and all of that. So I don't know. <clears throat> but white's also not my favorite to begin with, unless it's I- Moscato. Is it because it's it's too is it too unsweet or too bitter? I guess is the to right me, word. For it? Yeah, um, that's why Chardonnay messes me up more than any wine I've ever had in my life. That's how I was on Chardonnay when I agreed to enter the PhD in rhetoric program in 2018. I'd had too much of that with my advisor. So, so you're telling me when you drink Chardonnay, <laughs> I, you I get into bad. binding agreements with? Okay, is this going to be interesting? I'm have to Apparently, I make bad educational hand. decisions, so I don't know. <laughs> but no, I Chardonnay. I mean, but I started looking like at um, percentages for those, and Chardonnay has a much higher percentage on some things than other wines. Apothic is low enough that I can. It gets me to a steady buzz, and I don't get drunk with it. That's nice. So, but also, the one that I keep finding in the restaurants that we go to around like Plano and Dallas is the Prisoner. They have excellent. The Prisoner, I think it's that's the name of the vineyard. The Prisoner Red Blend is so good, and now they're doing ads for it on podcasts. It is so, and I think they hire um, former inmates for the winery. Yeah, so I'm hearing all sorts. But I mean, it's it's really good. But I've never bought a bottle of it. I just get it at the plate, the restaurants that I go. To. So yeah, a red blend is always good for me. <clears throat> so all right, sounds yep. really good. I'm gonna have to get back into wine. It's most it's of my what favorite we get- winter thing. Yeah, most of the time what we get right now is a um, 
fruit is it it is it is a by champagne it's like champagne. champagne oh yeah, yeah. it's sparkling wine prosecco but, yeah well still... prosecco is not the same as not... champagne a yeah. thing I'm also a Brusco fan. I don't. I'm. I'm a cheap. I know. Delicious. It's that ridiculous huge bottle of Rioni Lambrusco. Yeah, like I want the not the one that tastes like everything. Not not the Saran. Not the Suri. The one that has like all the crap in it. I just want the wine. Yeah. And everyone's like, "Oh, it's a California wine." I'm like, "You need to watch Bottle Shocked. That's a great movie if you want to explain wine to people." I, American wine. Yeah, I'm not a connoisseur. It's got, it's got Snape yeah. in it. It's got Cap, the new Captain Kirk in it, and it was a wonderful movie for just those two characters interacting with mm-hmm. each other. I never thought that was a great. Yeah, anyway, that, that was bottle shocked. Great movie. Go watch it. I mean, I will contend there are when you there are certain things, especially with red wine, when you hold the glass up. And I, like I said, I'm not a I'm not a sommelier. I'm not a connoisseur, but there are certain wines that the smell just kind of. But it's the same with beer, like that um, London Fog beer that I had mm-hmm. a couple of months ago from Harvest House. You could smell the bergamot in it. You know, you could smell the tea, the Earl Grey tea in it. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, there is something to be said for that. But mostly it's just, you know, how it how it tastes to me. You know, usually, you- usually when I hear smell the bergamot, I'm not like, I'm going to drink that. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I know what so bergamot great. smells like. It's weird. Okay. Let's get into this rock, y'all. Sorry. Sees that twenty minutes in? Yeah, we're there. I'm the one that runs both the rails. <laughs> Not your fault. We all like to drink a little. Steampunk bergamot is very steampunk. London fog is super steam. Okay, now let's. Like the jacket? Okay. <laughs> Those were nice too, but actually the tea. The tea. Go to your ne- go to your coffee shop. Get a London fog. It's Earl Grey. Sometimes lavender or vanilla. Has yeah. anything? Uh, happened in the last two weeks that's particularly steampunk or that we could s- sort of I ran across that. well I was doing my research today I haven't had a lot of time but I did find the trailer for um, 1899 coming out on Netflix have y'all seen that yet mm-hmm. the trailer yet um, it's, it's about a, a list it was on steampunk Explorer I'm gonna I'll cop to that totally I'll oh. toss it into the okay um hang on yeah, it's about a group of migrants in 1899 who leave London or who leave Europe for America, and all sorts of supernatural horror hijinks ensue. And it's about a minute, and it looks really, really good. And it's from the makers of it's a German show. It's from the makers of Dark, and I did I started to watch Dark, but I got distracted by it. But it looks it looks really good. So that's what I found for my home today. Not specifically steampunk, but spooky late 19th century, you know, late 19th century horror. Cool. Yeah, it looks really good. I found so. something very steampunk. Unless what you want to go first, Dax. Well, I'm just, I'm just checking out this uh, 1899 thing because I didn't really look into it before. I didn't it's horror know it on a boat. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's, it's something bad on a boat. I have like, oh, no. they get to America and some governor throws them yeah. on a plane and oh, no. sends them to... <laughs> and they, they stole them yeah. from Texas and that, that's why Greg Abbott's mad. Not that it happened, but that he stole them from Texas. It's so bad. Erica told me that, and I was so sure that that was incorrect that we had a big argument with over it, and I was obviously wrong. Nope. Every time I think I know something, I I should know better. The wife knows. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that. and the fact that the people in Nantucket didn't respond the way they thought they were going to respond. <clears throat> They're like, please come in. Let us give you food and clothes and shelter while we figure this out. And that's not the response that was supposed to happen. They were but, all supposed to freak out about it. Yeah. But the fact that, that uh, the governor of Florida couldn't find immigrants in Florida enough to fill a plane. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Nope. No. <clears throat> and then the buses that Abbott sent up to D.C., it's like... Well, money you Kamala spent, Harris's house yeah, or like, her town. First off, I'm pretty sure most of these people are actual asylum seekers. Oh, which, no, they are. They all yeah, are. That's like why it's up. So This is horrible. how you seek asylum. You have to cross the border. Like, yeah. you have to do that. That's why it's so horrible. They were told they were going to get jobs. And now a lot of them are in places where they are expected to show up for hearings. Yeah. And they can't get to their hearings because uh, they're on an uh, island in the Atlantic. Yeah. yeah. By the it's, government. Well, I, I think they're. That is getting all straightened out. Um, I hope so, because those people did what happened to them. Plus, what happened to them is is uh, 
human trafficking. Yes. Yep. And we have special rules for people who are human trafficked about getting uh, getting legal citizenship or, or uh, legal residence here. So it, it might work out. Yeah. It might, the, the good guys are going to win and the bad guys are going to lose, maybe. I mean, anything. He helped them get citizenship easier by making them uh, we trafficked by the state of Texas. But they're just stunt pieces. That's all they are. Yeah, they're, I, I they're people acting. They're, they're being used as pawns for political. Yeah. This is a political ploy because <laughs> elections are in less a little over a month. And this looks good to the people who like this mm -hmm. kind of thing. the way we should do things. Yeah, I mean, it is. And, you know, if we want to and tie this back lives. to steampunk, this is here. So know. this 1899 show, I hear, I see here that it it's uh, it's going live on November 17th. Yeah, it's after the official spooky season, but it'll be deep in the heart of November. So it's going to be nice and cold and, you know, wet and damp. And they're all trapped on a boat in the Atlantic and something bad is on the ship. So, yeah, that's... <laughs> I just, like I said, I was noodling through looking for something to talk about tonight. And I'm like, oh, this sounds, oh, this looks amazing. So, I, yes. I think spooky season goes all the way through January. And for me, it does. And, uh, for Victorians, Christmas is a spooky holiday. Yeah, I mean. For lovers. It just goes around in circles. The first day of fall to January 1st, that's all spooky season. Yeah. We've already watched, oh, heck, what we've watched, um. Both Hocus Pocuses now, which Hocus Pocus Two is good. It's not oh, as good it? as the original, but okay. like watching them back to back, it feels good. Like a lot's <clears throat> changed, and a lot hasn't changed, and a lot. You know, it's, it's really funny because watching the girls go from like 1993 to 2022 is a big. We fun get older, <laughs> but um, but even then, just it was a little more kid friendly. And yeah. it's funny because they also make fun of the fact that the word virgin is thrown around so much in 93. It's like every other word in every yeah. other sentence almost. And then finally, like in this one, they have a person say it in like a group setting. And this like five-year-old's like, what's a virgin? <laughs> and the mother's looking at that guy really hard. And the guy's like, you know, someone who's never lit in a candle before. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. And I'm like, all right, all right. This is this is this is having to pertain to the fact that somehow Hocus Pocus got away a lot during. Well, I mean, well, period. I mean, yeah, it was ninety. Like you said, it was ninety three. You go back and watch a lot of the stuff from back yeah. then. It's and I mean, now we have a lot. Like, but they and they, they really kind of made. They, they really showed the difference yeah. of how you have to do that now versus then. And yeah. I like the story. It is not the same story. Well, no, um, they're not repeating, which I liked. I mean, well, it is good. a continuation, and so. The, and all the characters grow. The main, even the, the witches aren't just the new, ser the same serial bad guys. The Sanderson sisters, yeah. Yeah, they grow as individuals too, and I think that is a great allegory. So there's like a character arc going on. Yeah, there's a great character arc going on. They're just not, makes they're not better storytelling for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's great been how many years that I don't even want to think about <laughs> thirty. Yeah. So oh it is. I, I recommend it. Don't don't take it at you know. It also doesn't take itself seriously. Well, it's a Halloween movie. And that was yeah. the fun thing. It was they knew it was kitschy when they made it, yeah. and they did a great job. And they continued with the spirit of it going forward. And yeah, I mean, it was Sarah Jessica Parker saying a muck, a muck, a muck, <laughs> and everybody thought it was so cute. And I mean, it's it's a. Classic I still think Halloween it's something. Like, it's, it's actually really funny looking at them because they have pictures of like the the difference in the age, like, yeah. them then and them now, and they actually look better now. <laughs> like yeah, like um, they haven't they've lost them. Well, some of them have filled out a little bit, you know. Like yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker still looks really good and i think yeah. she actually did very very well no she and has because yeah on uh and just like that yeah she looked really great so she i can't remember the yeah. second sister kathy yeah. najimi she looks she a lot better well yeah she yeah. Looks, like she looks she actually looks younger than she does and, and i think that's kind of funny but um yeah. you know age makeup is really funny same thing with like palpatine and star wars <laughs> oh we had to make you look old oh and now you're just old now so we're good <laughs> Oh, you had to give you this weird ass, weird rubber face thing to make you look like you just got electrocuted. I mean, you know. But uh, cool. It, yeah, it was a great show. So we've we've had a great start to everything, and we watched a uh, Nightmare Before Christmas already as well. So we're you have to watch. That's that. just a given. Uh, that's yeah. that's on every month anyway in my household. So no, it's it's that time of year. You're gonna have to watch The Witch again. Yep. We've just discovered a very rare bit of audio from former Prime Minister Winston Churchill. Let's have a listen. I, Winston Churchill, wholeheartedly believe 
at the Clockwork Cabaret is the finest example of steampunk radio programming. Never before have I heard anything quite so marvelous, and I doubt I shall ever hear anything like it again. Calpurnia, continue on your journey, broadcasting your marvelous music, and sail on to glory! If you would like to find out more about this program, Please check out clockworkcabaret.com or clockworkcabaret.podbean.com or follow us on Twitter at clockworkcabaret. That's C-L-O-C-K-W-R-K Cabaret. Yeah. The witch. Have you seen that one, Thax? It is. I don't. No. Just witch. It's not the witch. It's just witch. Just witch. Oh, it okay. takes place during the Salem witch trials period, and the dialogue is actually crafted out of actual trial <laughs> records from witch trials in 2015. Yes. Okay. And there's um the the goat in there, Black Philip, freaked my husband out so bad, and so Baby Gigi, back you know the one that passed away, I would call yeah. Baby Gigi Black Philip. <laughs> <laughs> he would get so upset because there's a point where the kids are dancing around going, Black Phillip, Black Phillip. And so I would dance around the cat doing that. My husband would get so mad at me because that he's he's an atheist. He's not really, you know, doesn't believe in anything, but he still gets scared <clears throat> by certain things. And apparently a demon goat is one of them. <laughs> so, creepy looking. I, you know, I, it's funny. They are creepy looking, but I keep... <laughs> I'm, I'm like Marvel. Yeah, he was mean them. though. He was mean because if you read about the accounts on set, that goat was actually terrorizing the actors and the crew on set. He was actually <laughs> horrible. Yes, he was horrible. Demon goat. Demon goat. So demon goat. Highly recommend. Like I said, it's outside of the time period, but they use actual period documents to write the dialogue, which is what makes it. Well, that oh, sounds horrifying. Excellent. Yeah, it is. Stephen King oh. was scared of it. He Rich. was tweeting about it. He was horrified by it. So, yeah. <laughs> so where do we watch this? Uh, the Witch? I mean, it should be on most any streaming service. I'm not... With the way the streaming services are broken out now, I don't know. It could be okay. exclusive. Yeah, just Google <clears throat> streaming on it, and you'll find it somewhere. Yeah, so I recommend when you, uh, when you said The Witch, my head, my thoughts first went to The Witches. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that movie. That, the Angelica Houston. Houston. And you know that was remade. It was remade just to 2020. And I have not seen that movie. one. I haven't but seen how are you going to outdo Angelica Houston? I don't know. I haven't seen the remake. I mean, Angelica <clears> Houston <throat> terrified me, but she that, terrified that scary me. scary though. It was, but Angelica Houston was like one of those actresses that could terrify you and attract you in equal measure. I mean, she was <laughs> yeah. Morticia Adams. Come on. You know, that, that those are the women that I'm drawn to. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, depending on what she's Literally, doing. my wife's character is a freaking um, water-dwelling <laughs> demon from like the Eastern European world. She's a Rosalka? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's her character. Yeah, the Decembers have a song about that. Yep. Look that up. Yep. But yeah, no, there's there's a lot of spooky witch movies to watch this season. And not so spooky. There's Practical Magic, which is my favorite that I watch three or four times a year. You know, but I honestly, I can't think of any... And I may be just shooting off the hip, but I can't think of any actual steampunk Halloween movies. Uh, like we have, at Christmas, we have Jingle Jangle, which is the closest. But yeah, for Halloween, I can't really think of any. You know, we'll have to, we'll have to, uh, and I'm sure we would anyway. Return to this in two weeks. We need to get music videos that are close. Yeah, I mean, there's music videos, but that like to play into that aesthetic. But I'm, I can't think of, and I feel like steampunk would be ripe for a, a Halloween. I mean, Only thing I can think about would be the original Frankenstein's monster. Okay, or, so we're talking about monster movies, not Halloween movies. Yeah, well, I mean, we could. Monster movies are Halloween. I mean, yeah, that's where you watch monster because, movies. Okay, if you, but then if you want to look at it that way, wouldn't the Saw franchise, because of the the the, the devices and the, the in some cases, yes, device mechanical. I'm just trying to think. Um, what was the one? Um. Because there's one I'm thinking of, and I don't know if it's correct. It's one of my favorites, but I haven't seen it in years, was 13 Ghosts in that house that had all of the... 13 Ghosts is really Didn't good. Didn't the house it is, have... It was a computer thing. What? Was it a computer? Yeah. It's been like, so long. I saw it in the theater, but I can't remember. Yes, the house is a machine is... powered by ghosts. Yeah. 
But still, yeah. a machine powered by ghosts. It wouldn't well, take much was, to push that back a hundred years and make well, it. That's the what same I'm movie. I think it was already a clockwork machine, though. Like I said, I saw it in the theaters twenty years ago when it came out, and then I was so scared that I made my husband walk me, my ex husband walk me back and forth to the bathroom that because I was afraid to walk around the house in the dark. <laughs> there, there are there's are scenes that are in the eighteen or, or like early early nineteen hundreds, maybe because it's all based on this big building at different time periods. Yeah, so it's I a big house. Yeah. Oh, Winchester. Would be a good one about the Winchester house. We've talked about that before, though, I think. So, yeah. my, my thoughts go to uh, Van Helsing. Yep. Oh, That's, yes. Interview with a Vampire might be a decent. Uh, the show is excellent. I can tell you that. I need to watch the show yet. I haven't seen uh, it yet. Okay. But Van Helsing's got all those crazy weapons. Devices. Oh, and um, the, which one was it? Grim? Before Abraham the Grim Lincoln TV Vampire show. Killer? That one, but there was also the the fair the grim movie with Matt Damon. Matt oh, Damon. about the grim Matt Damon. Matt about Damon. The, about the grim, yeah. Was it Matt it was Damon grim. and Heath Ledger? Because it was before, yeah. And that one had all sorts of devices and things going on. So yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot of like <clears throat> steampunk. Like there's steampunk horror, but it's not yeah. really like steampunk Halloween. No, because spooky, it was the spooky Eastern European imports that I reviewed. Uh, I guess last year now that that was steampunk and horror kind of ah, oh man the, the Hansel and Gretel cartoon that was fun no no this was live action uh it was weird like I reviewed one movie one week and I just happened to come across this other movie that was a continuation of the same character not day watch and night watch no it, it wasn't okay. it wasn't serious it was scary but kind of goofy um, see, I'm not prepared for this topic. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to steer us into, you know, spooky stuff. No, I like it, though. I like it. Um, well, now that you got me thinking, because I'm trying to figure out <clears throat> what there is that's out there, and I can't... Well, uh, I have Van Helsing and Hansel and Gretel pull right yeah, up. Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, the, yeah, Han- with Jer- yeah, the Jeremy. 1,000 Leagues Under the Sea would be... I, I, uh, Metropolis? Oh, Metropolis is good. It's spooky a little bit. Definitely, I think fits into the aesthetic. Yeah. Invention um, for destruction. Submarines mm, flying, propelled by. I wouldn't. Yeah. Castle. In I don't the sky. know. I mean, there's some things like Howl's Moving Castle These that you can kind of work into. Steampunk. They're not steampunk Halloween. The Rocketeer. I wouldn't be really steampunk Halloween, even though it has that one henchman that looks like freaking <laughs> Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> I Frankenstein was really good, but I think I'm the only person in the world who feels that way. Lost City of Children. <gasps> lost Children. Yeah. Lost City of No, the Lost City of Children with or City of, city lost, of children lost Children. Yeah. With yeah. Ron Perlman. Oh. Yeah. Yes, that, that is one. one of That is that one I'm going to have to revisit. No, that is absolutely steampunk and spooky and bonkers. Oh. Yes. Oh, oh, this was you were keep bringing up Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, right? Yes, that's the one with Jeremy Renner. It was really weird and nobody yeah. liked it, but yeah, it was still yeah, it was on the fairy tale edge of it, but I thought it was good. I liked it. But you know what? I'm a sucker. If, if I've got like some really good action, if the plot's not great, but the action is bananas and there's cool stunts, then I'm aces. I don't need, you know, killer story if there's, you know, people flying around and crazy things <laughs> happening. I'm good. You know, mm-hmm. Tomb Raider, some of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah. It's not a great plot, but there's amazing stuff happening. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, great plot, very little action. Either way. I'm happy. So, yeah, the Hansel and Gretel, and then, like I said, the Matt Damon Heath Ledger thing with the, the Grimm brothers was a good one. Nine. Silly and ridiculous, but good. Which one? Nine. Nine. <gasps> Nine. Nine. I know. Straight up. Forgot about it. Have I own you it. seen it's that one, Dex? Oh, yeah. We, we've oh. talked about it. Yep. Have, oh, I loved Nine. That was so sweet. I love that. But those of I you forgot. who are listening oh. and don't know what Nine is, nine, little, can look, we look find a, number Nine as a movie? Toss up a trailer huh? for it, or is there a teaser trailer for Nine? It was so beautiful. It was one of the prettiest things at the it time. Was. It was ex. It was yeah, because I was still working for the insurance agency, so it was two thousand nine to two thousand. It was two thousand ten, right, right on the head. Two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah, it was so beautiful and spooky and very steampunk. Yeah, uh, and yes, like an eighth of Sucker Punch was very steam and almost like steampunk. A little bit. Yeah, a little. World War One, I, I guess, is a little maybe too far, but it Diesel had Zeppelin. <laughs> had Zeppelin. <laughs> it was it was not my favorite, but okay. It was yeah. all right. Yeah, that was when we were doing the epic 
comic, the epic grim, dark comic book movies <clears throat> there for a while with all the Zack Snyder, everything's washed out. And you've yeah. got a hint of red over here. Yeah. The Golden Compass is not really steam it's not really Halloween either, but it yeah. No. Yeah. There's not a lot of Halloween. I mean, you could if you want to go like that or you know, certain routes. I mean, if you want to go anime, then um what is Soul Eater? There's lots of uh anime punk horror yeah. uh that, that we could delve into. Delve in, yeah. but, then we need to research it and bring it back next <clears> time. Because there's got to be some out there, and now I want to build a list. You have, like, obviously the classic Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. But, but the Frankenstein, I mean, Kenneth, if we're going to do that, Kenneth Branagh's Frankenstein, come on. And you also have then, like, the Invisible Man and Hollow Man. And all, yeah. like, uh, it, it, I guess it's if you could take that and move it into a, a, into a steampunk set a setting, it would be fine. It's just that it doesn't get, it doesn't really happen much in, because, I don't know, they don't understand. What about? doesn't understand steampunk. No, they don't. It's the like, glue some gears on it thing. But what about League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? We've got the horror monsters perfect. right there. And unfortunately, <laughs> they only do like, let's just do nine pages of the most boring part of this entire thing. Yeah. Because that's something we could actually accomplish. Penny Dreadful. There you go. Yep. There we go. Penny Dreadful. Penny Dreadful, the TV show. We've got monsters galore, and we've got weird inventions, and we've got... Dr. Frankenstein making his monster. He was really, really angry. And also the guy that plays the creature in that Rory Kinnear, the best to me, the best adaptation of Frankenstein's monster that I have ever, ever seen on screen. He was excellent. He was eloquent the way the creature was supposed to be. He had just the appearance. Yeah. So Penny Dreadful is actually because of the, the, the devices and all the stuff they use is a really good one. Funny it's filthy enough, and it's vulgar, but it's beautiful. Well, even with the name, it is literally yeah. a, it's exactly what we're talking about. There's it's all like the monsters. No other, it's the top of the list. Mm-hmm. Like expectations of Halloween horror for Victorians. Yeah. All do right. a watching a Penny Dreadful for Halloween. It's, yep. it's time to do it. Got to watch the whole yeah. series again. Yep, because we've got what? It's not that long. Yeah, because we've got vampires, we've got Frankenstein, we've got Dorian Gray. <clears throat> kind of got the mummy wrapped in there. Yeah, with the with the writings and everything. We've got witches. We've got weird devices. It it even could have gone more. Oh, what do you call it? Um, precursor to Indiana Jones. Um, the gentleman explorer guy. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, um, Quartermain. Yeah, you could have done more. Like make. Oh, what was his name? The older gentleman in... in um, he was Mina's Dreadful. father. Yeah, he was yeah. essentially a Alan Quartermain-style character. I mean, there were so many of them. <laughs> and you could have just pushed it forward yeah. and had the three... Like, well, maybe just the two of them and have her pop up or whatever. I don't know. She kind of, plot-wise, is not really exactly able to go forward later. But um, <laughs> I would have loved them to just team up because T-Doll and him would have been great together. T-Doll? Seriously? Did you just call Timothy Dalton T-Doll? <laughs> <laughs> it's a short name for, t- for Timothy Dalton, yes. <laughs> T-Doll. You know, it's his new name. It's his, it's his 2020 name. Gotta go forward. Gotta, gotta move with the times. You wanna stay up and hip uh-huh. with, all the, with all the kids. You know? yeah. There we go. Um, Bax, you've watched Penny Dreadful, right? You watched the whole thing? or I watched the first two seasons. So you didn't watch the... The, the third thing. season, which everybody warned you, oh, it's gonna end badly, and you wish you had watched it. I watched it anyway. I, I just uh, I could not. I lost. I, I jumped back onto something of the show, and I never came back. I it's kind of like it's kind of like freaking Game of Thrones. Yes, you know the ending season is going to be a, a, yeah. a, an ultimate train wreck, but you can't just stop and not. I love Miss Ives. Miss Ives' character was she was my favorite. She was, and also Josh Hartnett. Like I knew Josh Hartnett from like cheesy rom coms and teenage yeah. movies, and then he like shows the serious up- thing he's done. Yeah, he shows up in Penny Dreadful as the queer werewolf. I was like, oh, the queer American gunfighter werewolf. This is all I have ever wanted from him as an actor. (laughs) I mean, he did really good in that kind of 007 agent-y movie he kind of made a while back. And then he did a whole bunch of like canon commercials. And then I was just like, well, then he's on like two and a half men. And I'm like, oh, we've lost him. And then suddenly he's in Penny Dreadful being an actual badass. And and, with depth. Go forward with that. Depth to the character. I mean, all of the characters were just, yeah. Oh, so good. All right. So we've hit the pinnacle existence of, of Halloween. We, we've pinned it until we can find Have something we? better. Penny Dreadful is the top of the Halloween okay, so that, steam. To draw the string down to something else. 
My thing is not too Halloweeny. Uh, what I found, and Don't it's very specific to a very niche point of people who are invent who want steampunk in their computer games. I'm going to share my Ooh. screen here. Present screen. We're going to share that screen, not the screen with our faces on it, because we'll get into an indefinite black hole of repetitiveness. All right, game is called Airship Kingdoms Adrift. I and if- did I know? Okay, sorry. Oh no, you're good. You have some. You want to say something? I thought. I talked about this one a while back, but did they? It is finally releasing as of November 2022. So it is possible. We've talked about this it, one prior. It's not it, the one where you build your own airship city, right? No, okay, no. that's the one I was talked about last or a couple months. Yeah. This one, I'm going to blind us all for a second. This one is. Oh, my eye! If any of y'all have played um, Sid Meier's Pirates, where you get to drive around, you're going like a little pirate ship and like raid ports and attack other other uh, ships and whatnot no this okay. is it's it's like seven bucks on steam it's a fantastic game from like the early 90s i'm i love it to death never, I showed is, my, is it my only on steam it. he's been playing it for a while now but is it this steam? Huh? oh yeah it's very old it's a no upside is it only on steam or can i get it on um, switch you can probably buy it on good old games as well um so i'd have to put it on my computer great website by the way yeah i've gotten city builder games on there and so this game is very familiar to that one uh you get to customize your your ship you get to buy your hull depending on how you start off by depending what nation you joined and like your profession so like this is a this is what they have out now is the free to play demo through steam and it's basically you're an mercenary that gets a letter of writ from you know a comp uh, a, a company it's very it's pretty much the east india company okay and now you're having to fight off a more militaristic expansionist nation cough cough germany slash britain slash france it's hard to tell exactly where they're pulling from obviously very indo-european yeah. and so okay that's the end of that thing <laughs> the gameplay looks just like this so it is two-dimensional still even though you're up in the air yeah, so it's, it's it plays very spate, very very water like. But here are the, some of the places you can go and do things. Uh, you can customize how you fight, what's on your ship. Do you have more engines, more guns? What your crew are, and you basically pick up cargo and go around. There's a storyline for you to oh, yeah. follow, but you can completely ignore it and just go off and do whatever you want and pick up people and you know basically build a really cool crew of swashbuckling people and just go do your own thing or then follow the emissions. Uh, a lot of the voice work is not completely done yet, but they are working on trying to making pretty much everything having, having <laughs> kind of catchy voices. But I mean, it really fits with the, uh, the, the aesthetic they're going with. It feels very like it's not trying to be too serious in any way. And the ability for it to have like inside jokes based on pop culture, but yet they bring being steampunk is very high. So it looks very fun. I'm going to actually probably try playing it a little bit later. And uh, I watched a YouTuber playing it today and basically went through the opening events and it looks really fun and it looks really easy to get into. And it's, I mean, the ship thing, like, yeah, you have firing arcs on your cannons for your broadsides and they all carry outwards. So you can kind of tell where your ammo is supposed to land. Like everything seems very open and easy to understand with just a little bit of messing with without it doesn't seem complicated. It seems like literally I can sit my, my, my nine-year-old in front of it going, here, play this game. Tell me how it is in 20 minutes. Cool. And um, So it's like the most airshipy thing I've, I've seen lately has <clears throat> come out, so I was going to point it out because it looks like yeah. something interesting to me. Oh, cool. I like it. So if you, too, want to become an airship swashbuckler guy who wants to go Always. play for money, it's free on Steam at the moment if you want to play their demo. Okay. <clears throat> Zach, did you bring homework? I did bring homework. Um, <laughs> uh, I uh, want to talk quickly about some crazy antics regarding the Anu Enola Holmes uh, oh. or, or the Enola Holmes sequel movie, oh. movie that came out is it- <clears throat> because the sequel is about to come out next month, like exactly 30 days from today. <laughs> okay. So that's pretty exciting. Um, but I found this article on CBR. Uh, I don't know what CBR stands for, but uh, they are they are being sued or were being sued when this came out, uh, when this article came out. Yeah. Uh, by by the estate of Arthur Conan Doyle. Yep. <laughs> so you've yeah. heard this already. 
Yes, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It, that's why I bring it up. So uh, I'll I'll uh, post the website where I'm getting the article here. But uh, in brief, uh, the estate of Arth- of Arthur Conan Doyle's argument is <clears throat> well. It, here's what we have: most of uh, Sherlock Holmes novels have gone have aged out and are now public domain. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Inno Holmes show is based on the portion of uh, Doyle's work that is public domain. That's their argument. Um, but the estate says, <clears throat> and this I, this sounds silly. <laughs> it's really silly. In the in the uh, books that are public domain, Sherlock Holmes is very aloof and uh, uh, separated from his fellow human beings. He's just kind of rough and not warm or sociable or friendly in any way. And only in those late books that are still owned by them, that are still copyrighted, does Sherlock Holmes develop into a character that is actually likable and is nice to people. And... uh, Oh, that's... Yes, they are suing because of his personality. And in in Enola Holmes, Sherlock is nice to his sister. Therefore, copyright. He's kind. Yeah. Is he nice? He's I mean, nicer. He's than indifferent you. to a lot. Like he has a smile. In like, Enola oh, okay. Holmes, he's kinder though. He's, I mean, he's taking. I guess he's taking exception, but that's one person. He's, he's taken not, exceptions in like to Scarlet before and all the other books. Yeah, but he's not the absolute d bag that he is in most of the stuff. So yeah, no, I heard about this one. Yeah, this Robert Downey so, Juniorring this one. He's so dumb. <laughs> So it's it's such a cash grab. It's so like I don't think that can hold up in court. Can them. I don't think that can be held up in court yeah, based on that on. personality thing. Because I heard about this, I think last year, or last year when the or maybe I don't know. I know I've heard about it when the the sequel started going into production. So yeah, so they circumstantial. Yeah, it's it's I I don't know. It's apparently you can sue for anything. You can, yeah, no, you can. Yeah. You can have $500 yeah. to sue for anything. If you have the lawyers. But apparently, his, I think the Conan Doyle's estate has been like the long time. They, and, yet again, are still trying to milk it for all it's worth, even though Arthur Conan Doyle is like, I have written better things. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even like Sherlock. I tried to kill him, and y'all wouldn't let I me. I killed him off okay. three times! <laughs> there are three endings to that, that whole series of events. The author's estates get wild. There are five generations of people who've read Sherlock Holmes. Uh, This is what happens, though. I mean, look at To Kill a Mockingbird. Harper Lee did not want that sequel released. It was stuffed in a drawer. And then as soon as she she died, or like right before she died, when she was no longer able to stop things, they released it. Author estates get wild. (laughs) They're so horrible sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah, the Enola Holmes thing is because it's. I don't know the angle unless they're trying to make money off of it because it's the lawsuit didn't come out until after the first one released, right? They let it release and then right, they let it release and then they uh, that's made the lawsuit because it was a huge, huge success, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. huge success. <clears throat> so you know, it makes you wonder would they have said anything if it had just been one of the Netflix projects that tanked. Right. If it takes, nobody cares. Yeah, exactly. So it made a whole bunch of money. So let's sue and get royalties on at least. If we can't get it on yeah. the first, let's try to get it on the second. That's I what mean, they had to, to get something a little bit just for the fact they're using it. The the car- I mean, yeah, I mean, the estate's going to get. Just not I enough. Assume, I assume the state's going to get something out of it, but. Yeah, I can think. You know. Even if it- here, here at the end of the article, as, as Blue Stocking was saying, um, this isn't the first time. The estate of Arthur Conan Doyle has sued for something stupid. Yeah, <clears throat> they're bad. There was a writer, a Leslie Killinger or Killinger, that uh, made a Sherlock Holmes anthology. Mm-hmm. And the estate claimed, I'm reading, even though the copyright had lapsed on most of the books, it should still control who creates stories about the character. Mm-hmm. And the and the judge said, uh, yeah, when it goes to public domain, it's public domain. <laughs> yeah. End of story. Well, in the Enola Holmes, I think that's actually from a book series. It was a YA book series, and they didn't have anything to say about it when the YA book series was. Re- I could be wrong, but I think they they never said anything when the book series was released. They let it go, but then the Netflix movie came out, and I think the book series is also older. 
And then somebody decided to turn into a movie with Millie Bobby Brown and it raked in all of the cash and had, you know, like Henry Cavill in it. It was huge. And that's when they decided to open it away. So, yeah, it's opportunistic. That's all. Yeah, they're shysters. Yeah, it's a cash grab. That's all it is. It's literally a cash grab. Yeah. But what a fascinating story it makes. <laughs> I mean, you know, somebody could write a story off of that in our opponent <clears throat> Doyle, who absolutely believed in spiritual spiritism, by the way, <laughs> and whether we need to try to contact him and it's, see how he feels. Uh, it's Halloween time. We get a Ouija board. Exactly. Talk to him. I got a Ouija board. <laughs> I have a steampunk Ouija board. That'd be really? perfect. Yeah, it was it, laser etched by one of our people a long time ago. For does Steam it have Chat. gears and goggles on it? Oh, yeah. They have gears. Glit- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I've never got to use it. We're going to call him Nikola Tesla. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know if he's really Russian or not. Yeah, sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're going to get so many comments. <laughs> Good. Everybody hate me. Put a comment down saying I hate Jack. It's fine. <laughs> R.I.P. Jack. Sorry. There's no news. <laughs> like bad news. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> this has been brought to you by Splash. <laughs> it is getting to be about that time. Yes, yes, it is. Before we, before we get blizzard. sued by Conan Doyle's estate or <laughs> Zap Splat. Oh, that should just be the thing. Getting sued by Arthur Conan Doyle's estate. <laughs> it's kind of uh, it's a braggable. braggable. <laughs> Bragging rights. Jeez. It happens, it happens fairly often, but it doesn't happen to everybody. <laughs> well, apparently it does. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> okay. We are brought to you in part by FairTreasures.com. Fair Treasures has a selection of Texas made female presenting costumes and accessories for Renaissance Fair and Steampunk wear. Also, one of a kind jewelry and alchemy jewelry imported from England. You can shop Fair Treasures at www.fairwithetreasures.com or on Etsy. Uh, we'd also like to thank Jenny and Ryan Shaver for being our patrons on Patreon and Rita and Lawrence Allen are our best patrons from the beginning. Uh, if you'd like to be a patron, you can find us on patreon.com and we'll talk about you here. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Texas Steampunk Connection. You can email us at Texas Steampunk Connection at gmail.com or check out our uh, check out our podcast at texassteampunkconnection.podbean.com We're on Twitter at TXSteamConnect1 and we're on YouTube and Rumble through the Steam Chest subscription box. Thanks to Jack. And importantly, our music is brought to us by ZapsFlat.com <laughs> Facebook, please do not block the music. It is okay for us to use it. Thanks to ZapsFlat.com Alright. <clears throat> uh, is there anything else you'd like to add before we sign off tonight? Looking forward to Steampunk November. In two weeks, we're going to be that much closer to Halloween, and then it's Steampunk November. Uh, We need to talk about costumes. Yes. Halloween costumes and Steampunk November costumes. There's been a request. so For which? I don't care. Either one. Uh, I mean, you you wear one, you're going to wear it to the other, right? I mean, I'm going to be a Ghostbuster for Halloween, but... Is it steampunk? Get yours on it. Become a steampunk Ghostbuster. It's what I can wear to the library, so it's got to be comfortable. All right, let's see where we go with that next two weeks from today, Tuesday. And until then, until then, mind your gauges. <laughs>